2: I will admit I am stuck on one particular angle of the Cleveland Browns and one particular angle of this offseason. Now you guys know I did not completely poo-poo the T. Higgins thing earlier this uh, earlier this week when Deshaun Watson did the uh, the open recruiting on the, uh, the, the 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 his podcast with Quincy Avery because. Through money, all things are possible in the NFL, all right? It's that simple. And when people mention things like the salary cap, I've just gotten to a point where I just roll my eyes. Like, I don't know how much. I, I'm pretty sure the Browns could open up north of 50 to $55 million in salary cap, meaning that they're below the cap now with all the different things they can do this offseason. They can open up up to, I think, like $50, $50 million, 55 somewhere in there. I have not. Th- now that is depending on what site you use. That depends on how updated that site is. So that might not be the most up to date information. I digress. The point is, I didn't poo poo it because the one thing Jimmy Haslam does. I mean, Andrew Barry basically flat out said it that one of the great weapons they have in their war chest is Jimmy Jimmy's ability and willingness to spend. And honestly, at this point, I I don't think we give them enough credit for it. Like, I don't think we give the Haslams enough credit for it. To the degree that they are spending money on the roster any given year, it is astonishing. And the rebuttal obviously is, yeah, okay, but how much have you won? That's fair. I get that. Like, if you had been to the playoffs four straight years and you had three playoff wins under your belt and maybe a trip to the AFC title game and they had spent this kind of money, we probably would be puffing our chest out a little bit more. I do understand that mentality from Browns fans. But... Where I'm stuck is not T. Higgins. Also, I didn't poo-poo T. Higgins or the idea of T. Higgins. I don't know how likely it is, but I like the I think it would be a brilliant fit. I I I to the people who say, well, T. Higgins hasn't proven to be a number one. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say watching him play football, that's a number one. That's an eye test thing. That's not conclusive. Um, you can use the stats without Jamar Chase on the field as an indication. If I remember correctly, I actually think there was you, you got T a year before Jamar, but that's a little unfair cuz you're judging him based off his rookie year. I digress. But where I'm stuck is what I think is a bigger conversation. I do think this could be a year where if the right big ticket comes down the lane, right if if you can if you i i keep thinking about the chargers just because they're in salary cap hell and they're not going to spend the same way Jimmy Haslam is but i i have absolutely i've had a nice moment or two in my quiet time thinking about the idea of of you know uh pick swapping for Joey Bosa or uh signing Joey Bosa if they out and out cut him i've had some good moments with that okay let, let what happens at home? Sta- what happens in Manaway stays in Manaway. But the point is, that's been a dalliance in my head. Um, a guy like Derwin James, even if that's a guy they move on from. So, if if there's a upper echelon player that's available for contractual reasons, I think it, it's it's a no brainer, especially in a place where they have not consistently won in in L. A. with the Chargers. I, that's I think this could be a really fun offseason for the Browns because you don't have to rehab the roster to scale of what you did last year. That being said, the place I'm stuck at is wide receiver because you can do multiple things at once, but you have to prioritize what you're doing at wide receiver. And I think the Browns, you know, I've, I've heard people say, well, the Browns, they don't have... Um, they don't have enough depth at wide receiver. And I looked there and I like, I think they've got three guys that could be a number three wide receiver. They've got Elijah Moore. They got David Bell and they have Cedric Tillman. And I think we're kind of discounting Cedric Tillman moving forward. He, he looked like a rookie for most of this year. He also made some plays. And so whereas David Bell I think maybe has more trust from Browns fans because of the way he played with Joe Flacco, I think I give either guy a chance to break through and be one of the four best wide receivers on this roster. You just have a glaring hole at either the number 1 wide receiver or number 2 wide receiver. And that depends on how you view Amari. I think Amari I think we've gotten to a point where and 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 I'm guilty of it. So I'm not this is not just me saying Oh, the royal we, I'm not just, I'm not just giving this blame to us without taking some of my own ownership of it. There have been points where I've said, I don't think Amari's a number one wide receiver. And this year you had multiple moments. There's the Houston game, which is the simple thing, but he had multiple stretches, including with Deshaun, where he was your best down the field threat. I didn't know at 30, at 30, 31 years old, Amari still had that in his toolbox, I, you know, I've been thinking about him as a pure route runner, a, a really, gr- a really good wide receiver, potentially great wide receiver, but not clearly in the the the, the league of Jamar Chase, not in the, the the league of um true number one when we look at it. But where I'm at with Amari is it does feel like you've got about three or four options with him just in and of himself. One, you can extend him which is a, is, a, is a risk at his age because wide receivers can fall off the, the face of the planet pretty quickly, and you don't want to be left holding a bag. Like It feels like you might be with a guy like Jack Conklin where there's a lot of money left there on that contract, and you might end up moving on from him this offseason. But, but there's a risk there. You can also let him play it out and play out this next year, $20 million this year. It doesn't help you get any closer to the money, right, like getting closer to figuring out the money this year and then leaves you open to the risk of him playing really well this year, going in free agency, and next year you could end up be looking for two wide receivers, which is really tough as we saw this last year. Like they went looking for two wide receivers. They got Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman, um, both theoretically with top 100 picks, Elijah trading from your second-round pick to a third-round pick, and then that third-round pick became Cedric, and neither guy really popped. So that's a huge risk, just letting him play out his contract, because once wide receivers do get to free agency, I've yet to see a respectable wide receiver contract in free agency. I've yet to see a, a contract where we're not like, oh, that's that, that makes sense. Like, usually it's like, okay, yeah, he, that guy's worth $20 million, or that guy isn't worth $20 million. But by and large, if you've ever had a good season in the last three years, you're going to get paid as a, as a free agent. Please see Kenny Britt. Um So that was too soon. And Dwayne Bowe. The third option is you trade Amari. And I can't conceive a world in which the Browns, even knowing that you're trying to figure out your money, even knowing that maybe you have a reticence to pay Amari big money long-term. I can't see a world in which that makes sense unless other dominoes fall around you. And even then, I hate the idea of being the next Cowboys to give up that kind of money on just because Amari, you're not going to sign him long term. I don't like selling low on players. I'd like I'd like to be the team that buys low on players, like they did with Amari, like they they did with uh, Zadarius. Because like Zadarius guys, he wasn't Zadarius Smith this year. He had a nice season. He didn't have a Zadarius Smith season, but you got what you paid for. He fulfilled his contract. He played reasonably well enough to to earn the money that you paid him, and you didn't give up the, the moon for him. So that, to me, that's a win. Amari's the high end of that. But I think now it becomes – so those are the three options I think are most likely with Amari. I'm sure there's one or two I didn't think of. But I think what really becomes fascinating is what becomes the bigger priority whether it is extending Amari, making a decision on Amari, or upgrading the wide receiver spot across from him. Because uh, this is where I'm stuck at. I'd like some clarity. One, I just think Amari's played his ass off, and I think there's real benefit around the league and around your locker room when you take care of a guy like that. And I think there's real consequences if you don't take care of the right guys. Amari seems to be the right guy. He do, you know, he's not flashy. He doesn't he doesn't vent every second. He's been patient with your quarterback woes. He's a little bit older, but I could see him, if you sign him to a three-year deal, I could see him giving you this Amari that you've got the last couple of years, two of those three years. I'll, I'll eat a year for a guy who does it the right way, like Amari. I don't know if the Browns would, but I have no problem signing a three-year contract knowing that maybe one of those is going to bite you in the booty cheeks. But I think that other spot and how it correlates to what you do with Amari is really interesting. T. Higgins is probably more of a long shot than we realize. It could still happen. It seems like Deshaun wants it to happen. And if it did, I think Deshaun uh, seducing T. Higgins to Cleveland would be gigantic for the way people think about Deshaun. I, I, you want to talk about feather in a cap? Deshaun needs a feather in the cap moment. Get, getting T. Higgins here would be kind of one of those moments, especially if T. went out and just, was, just went on one, right? I don't know why I said that phrase. I've never said that phrase before. Went off on a tear here. Get in his bag, Nick. Yeah, got to get in the bag. Now, with that being said, there's Mike Evans who could be available. That's an older option, but that's another option that could be significant. Probably not as fast as you want. Um, there are other guys. you know. I mean, honestly, there are people in the draft as well. But there are plenty of interesting wide receivers. But in trying to find the right guy to play across Amari, and more importantly, it's really trying to find the right guy for Deshaun, as of right now, there are the the big names, the easy names. I think the toughest thing to do is is walk the line between rewarding Amari and figuring out who's going to be the guy that plays across from him or across from Tillman or more or whoever's going to end up being the number one receiver, number two receiver for the next five years. Two one six four seven four double oh nine two. How important is extending Amari Cooper this offseason? Josh, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us?
3: I think extending Amari this offseason is crucial and one of the moves that needs to be done. My concern with Elijah Moore isn't his age. It is the amount of concussions that he has taken. And we need somebody to fill that gap in between more or in between more and Amari Cooper to have a one, two, three that if we do have injuries that we have a viable backup that can perform for us.
2: So I think the and I think of the call, buddy, I think the concerns about uh, Elijah are really fair about concussions because it's it's very similar to the conversation with, um, with Denzel. Like that's the only question I have about Denzel. The the oh he had a shoulder injury. I'm sorry, injuries happen in football. I, I'll I'll risk those kind of injuries for an elite level cornerback, a shutdown level corner. With Elijah, I think that's a fair concern. I also, in fairness, I don't think the Browns did a very good job at finding a role for Elijah that made sense and keeping him in that role. And I, I'm also willing to – so actually, let me expound on that real quick. The we're going to treat him like Percy Harvin was a gigantic bust. That wasted a lot of time with Elijah. And I don't know how much of them moving away from that was about the quarterback injuries and not being able to use him the same way or how much as they just saw he he was not successful in that role. <laughs> and they just moved off, the Browns wasted five or six weeks with, with Elijah with that. I think he's a true wide receiver. I don't think he's a gadget guy. And I think we have enough proof now to not try that again. There is a part of me that it's really tough to evaluate these wide receivers when they had five different quarterbacks. And Elijah did have a good stretch with Joe Flacco at the end of the season. Elijah, uh, Amari Cooper had his best stretch of the season with Amari at the end of the season. Njoku, resurgent at the end of the season.
1: Leading Ladies, a concert and celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini. Megan Trainer, do King. the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's leading ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.
2: That's not enough for me to go into this offseason saying you don't need a wide receiver or that wide receiver two or wide receiver one isn't a priority, but it is enough to... I don't want to be stuck in the same situation where we go into next year and they have to DPJ somebody of, oh, we've got too much talent. We're going to jettison this guy on the low low because we don't have a role for him. I think that would also be another uh, a wasted moment. I, I feel like they wasted Elijah at points this year, and I and I sure as hell think they wasted DPJ, no matter whether he was a huge impact in uh, Detroit or not. Some guys are just more important than just a specific number on uh, you know, a piece of paper. I think Amari has gone there. I did want to point out, we got into the break. This often happens in radio where the conversation goes to places it wouldn't go on air. And we got into the conversation of marrying people that either look like and or act like your parents. That like mimic the personality of your parents. And I have somebody in my my general sphere. I can't get much more specific than that because I never know if they're going to be listening but they married, um, they married their mom. And I mean in looks, I mean in personality. And I've known these people for a very long time, and I've been able to stave off to this point telling him that his wife looks like their mom like, uh, like and, and acts like their mom. I will say, it's every month when I interact with these people, I have to forcibly stop myself from saying, you know that's your mom, right? And I just want to make sure, like, what's the rule on that? Because Vanessa swears to me it's a no-fly zone. You That is a glass-shattering thing that you would point out. And the, the two options are, one, they're going to say you're crazy and get mad at you. Or two, they're going to realize you're right and they're going to stop being friends with you. I think there's a third way uh, there's a third kind of way here where they they say oh I've known that for a long time because I don't think you can marry somebody that similar to a parent and not realize it you can't have that big of a blind spot for the two of the most important people in your life it can't be I'm not alone on an island here right I am totally alone on an island. Keith is not making eye contact. Mac is not even making eye contact.
5: Well, what do you worry about him? Like well, he's not married. So.
2: Well, but my point is, you, sir, are you have no problem saying the uncomfortable truth. If if you if you saw the pattern, they look like their mom or dad, or they and they act like their mom or dad, would you say it?
5: Yeah, I do it all the time.
2: Okay. And what's the what's the general result? Because this did bring up like this is a significant Ongoing disagreement between Vanessa and I. It's one of the three fights that at any point I, can pop up I absolutely up out of know
5: when I say it that I mean it in a sort of negative light.
2: <laughs> but did, okay, but how do they respond? Is it uh, most oh, times? Most a times it's
5: an understanding that yeah, that's oh, true.
2: Okay, see, I, that's that's my whole pitch to Vanessa. This whole time is I think people know when they marry a parent or when they marry. Okay, you definitely know when you marry a sister or brother. I'm that's why I only Western pointed Georgia. out
5: on the obvious things like. You know, when you start to tell me stories for the third time.
2: Okay, that felt pointed. Do I do that? Speaking of black No, I mean, just like, (laughs) no,
5: no, no, not not of you. (laughs) But there's certain people out there, like, I know people that they'll just, they'll sit there and tell you things and continue to, Mm -hmm. like, they just talk to talk. Uh And they'll tell you the same thing three times in a row Mm -hmm. without stop talking. Like, okay, I've heard it. You don't need to tell me the third time or the fourth
2: time. Yeah, that's also a bad habit I have that I, when somebody repeats themselves, I get a little, the other guy comes out. All right, two one six four seven four double o nine two. Are you allowed to break glass? That that glass moment or glass breaking moment where you tell somebody else? Hey, you ever realize your significant other looks like one of your parents or and or acts like one of their parents? Or At Nick Wilson says we are talking about Amari Cooper extending Amari Cooper. By the way, I'm I'm gonna do it. All right, don't do it. I'm gonna do it. It's just a matter of time. And I think the bad thing is Vanessa knows it's a matter of time, but she's still fighting the good fight. All right. What's the worst
5: one? Wh- what do you mean? Or the most obvious one that you point out a lot?
2: Um, Oh, no. Not of hers. Not my. No.
5: No, oh, you would never say that on the air. No. Why no. are you winking right now?
2: No, no. Uh, uh. Uh-uh. One time I said, you're acting like your mother. About what? One time. It was about controlling a situation. Let's just put it <laughs> that way. And Control freak? You could say that. I would not. You could say that. And she was controlling a situation that did not need to be controlled. And then I controlled sleeping on the couch. Actually, that's not true. But I was in a, guys, I was in a world of hurt. There are worse things than sleeping on the couch. Couch gives you distance. All right? Couch gives you safety. When you're sleeping in the middle of the night in the same bed after you've just infuriated your your significant other... And they wake you up by flare chopping you in the chest so you can have a conversation about the thing you've apologized for twice over. That's much worse than sleeping on the couch. That sleeping on the couch is getting off easy. Sleeping on the couch is like a day in Boca, all right, versus like a night in Siberia. I blacked out. Eddie, how big of a priority should be extending uh, should extending Amari Cooper be this offseason?
3: This would be a high priority. A high priority, and 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 that doesn't mean I'm not, I don't want T Higgins because I want T Higgins absolutely because you know it's a young man's game. But the, right now, Amari Cooper is still playing at a high level. You know, I know that they did. Uh, you know, Andrew Berry didn't have the best um, you know contract uh, resolution. I don't believe with with uh, Conklin, but that's just I mean all the contracts he's done. I mean that's like one bad contract. I mean. The reality of it is, is they're gonna have some kind of outs where they can get out of this, you know, where they can lower his cap number and get out of this deal like in a year, uh, two at the most, and um, and so it, it it won't even be past three years in my opinion. I, Amari Cooper at this point in his career is probably wanting to garner the same amount of money he's making a year, twenty million a year, for as many years as possible. You know what I mean? Knowing that it's probably not gonna max out at three.
2: Eddie, let's say you so. could only do one. You can sign T. Higgins or you can extend Amari. Meaning that if you sign T., you're going to let Amari play out his contract and next year he would walk off into the sunset. If you could only do – I'm giving you a very strong
3: hypothetical. Yeah, but mean, if you could if only do – uh, Yeah, I, I want, I'd want, rather have T. Higgins. I mean, because yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd rather have – I mean, T, T. Higgins is the number one receiver – that was just a number 2 just because, you know, just by really by by name, you know, people us. He really was the number 1 receiver there. Now, I I rather have T Higgins, but I don't I don't think it's going to come down to that. I'm going to tell you right now, if, if this might be the off season did they break up that guard combo. I'm 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 just telling you, I don't know. You know, they have to figure out, you know, what what's what, but I'm just telling you, um, you know, this might be a year that we do that. I I'm, I'm just they're going to figure out a way to get him additional weapons because their job is on the line If not, If he don't look really really good, you know, Deshaun Watson not going anywhere. You know what I mean? So, Deshaun Watson has to be put in the best situation possible. And and, and plus you just you 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 uh you weaken a division foe on top of that. They are going to they're going to they're going I'm not even worried about that. They're going to sign him. There's other ways for them to, you know, push the uh, card down the road with these contracts with redoing them again or, you know, uh you know, we're giving them money in a in a bonus or whatever they do to, to restructure these contracts to create cap space, the Browns just started doing that last year. All these years where these other teams were doing it, the Browns just started doing it. So they probably have plenty of avenues to be able to create additional cap space that way. But I mean, if I had to make a choice, it's it's But I don't think it's coming down to it. They're gonna be able to do both. Eddie, it's just that. Yeah.
2: yeah, we gotta run, buddy. Good stuff. Okay. All right. 474 Two one six four seven four double zero nine two. Um. I think, man, I think it's... I, if T was a... If, if T had been a number one wide receiver on his own right, I tend to agree with Eddie. I think he is a number one. He just haven't seen him in that role. But if he had been... If we had seen that kind of performance from him already, I'd probably be leaning closer to T. But I just think... I think, I think we're really sleeping on how productive Amari is. And I just... I mean, I guess I'd rather one year of T. Higgins and Amari Cooper than uh, four years of Amari Cooper and no T. Higgins. But, man, I think that's a tough conversation. Also, can I get some DJ Reader? If we're starting to pluck guys off of other teams in the division, uh, DJ Reader next to Dalvin Tomlinson would be a lot of fun. DJ's also, I think, a better natural pass rusher than Dalvin, and he's a biggin'.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas
4: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st.
1: Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King,